Hello and welcome to the North Avenue Show. This is Andrew Curtin speaking. You're very welcome to podcast number 11. Today we have Carl Southwell, Enterprise Manager, Chelsea FC Foundation. Carl, thanks for coming in. No problem, mate. Yeah, looking forward to it. Good to share some stuff. Yeah, so tell us tell us all about the foundation. Just tell you your motives, your reasons for setting it up. Just just give us a, a quick overview of the summary of the foundation. Yeah, yeah. Um, so all uh, UK football clubs um, have foundations. Um, since 2010, you've kind of had to have, uh, you know, an official non-for-profit. And uh, before that, you know, football clubs have had, you know, some of them claim to have, you know, foundations for 100 years. And it's all about just using the power of sport, particularly football, which is incredible to inspire and engage people. Um, and then with that amazing ability to engage and inspire, you build programs around it and help the local people. Because it, if it was just 90 minutes on a football pitch, you know, such a waste of what you do because the stadium only gets used, you know, what, you know, 20, 25 times a season for 90 minutes, it's, it's a waste. Exactly, yeah. And just tell us about some of the service you're offering to, it's, it's very local, this visit. Are you, are you constant kind of Chelsea proximity? Is, is that what you're yeah, looking at? Yeah, I suppose like the, you know, depending on what uh, football club you are, you know, Chelsea got global reach, you yeah, know, particularly yeah. after the Champions League, you know, success 2012. But, you know, the top six clubs in particular, yeah. Um, they've got an international reach so yeah. their commu- you know, when they say communities yeah. you know, their communities are absolutely anywhere you, yeah, know, yeah. you go anywhere in the world you've got Chelsea fans you, know, yeah. you go you know, out of Mongolia there's yeah. going to be a Chelsea fan yeah. and then, so it's um, you know, their, their reach is amazing so when they say communities it's you know, we're in, I think Chelsea are in 34 countries um, globally and obviously yeah. they're looking to break into those markets but you know, maybe some of the lower league teams, um, you know, South End United, Plymouth Argyle, you know, their communities are pretty local. Yeah. Um, I mean, their advantage actually is because they're very local, they yeah. could probably identify all their fans. Yeah, yeah. And then they could really have even maybe a greater impact to help them beyond football because they know exactly where they are. They're local. They could probably measure their impact even more. So sometimes their, you know, their, their ability to just be you know very sort of you know within that five square mile of that club and really focus on that is is, is pretty amazing whereas the bigger clubs have got to try and work out where their reach is and where their communities are but there's a lot of local stuff you know particularly around london i'd like to tell us oh sorry mate frank or sir Frank Lampard to see if I can play. Yeah, Yeah, Frank on the floor. I'm doing a podcast. (laughs) And um just tell us you help job seekers start up ideas get us more into that what other services and just let's get stuck into that area yeah definitely yeah so you know predominantly you know the foundations are set up and everyone thinks oh you play football in schools and that, that of course that happens that's really important that's the grassroots stuff you know it's very engaging it's fun it's getting people active and playing and all foundations are built around that and then like you said depending on like you know the local need and who probably works in those foundations you kind of make programs that are suitable so quite a lot of the clubs will do kind of adult programs and they will help you know 16 to sort of 24 year olds and you know get them in back into education or studying and moving into employment and stuff um but yeah the, we the the idea for this one was um definitely trying to create like a like a smart community i suppose just giving uh local people the opportunity to have the skills and the mindset that's really important of tomorrow and that startup journey really lends itself to kind of a lot of those skills and that mindset. So that's what we said, let's do a startup incubator. And this was, you know, five years ago. And um, we're not expecting everyone to go and start their own business, but they get a great experience for the marketplace for tomorrow. Yeah. And do you have to be a Chelsea supporter to join us? 
Uh, well, obviously, you, you, I told you I'm a Liverpool fan, so <laughs> you know it, it doesn't matter. That's that's a really good uh, stat that we picked up on. Um, is that so? For Edge of the Box Club, which you know I'll talk about a bit more, but that's like four thousand startups in four years that have come through that. Yeah. Only it's about ten percent are actually Chelsea fans like of of the football club. But it's really cool to think that the other ninety percent are Chelsea fans now, but not for football, yeah, yeah. because we helped them and you know they you know put a roof over their head, they're you know food on the table, that kind of stuff. But there's a real mixture of um, you know people that come through, and you know you'll end up like a Real Madrid fan in there or something like that. So it doesn't matter. So it's like people are becoming Chelsea fans because of the foundation as such. Yeah, well, I mean that's that's amazing. It, like that is unbelievable like proper powerful stuff and obviously you know you don't want to go out and market to all of them and start saying buy Chelsea shirts yeah you know that, that, the wrong but the, yeah, yeah. they eventually think oh, actually, yeah, of course I want to go to a game or if Chelsea comes up in a conversation they're going to speak favourably of you know that amazing experience like proper like real life changer and that's so not that's why we do this stuff because job satisfaction me is like I see the stuff that I did yeah like that's amazing like when you think about it like it just in one way obviously you're helping startups and job seekers and all all this good for society stuff and then the other hand without even trying really they're becoming Chelsea football supporters so like that over that that um, macro benefit is just unbelievable yeah. really like, yeah. think you know, like you said you know, it's not even like a long term play but in the future they're going to be so you know speaking favourably of Chelsea they might become a fan but you know, in the future, if they have kids, or you know, they've already got family, they'll be like, you know, you should check out Chelsea. You know, they're, they're more than a football club because of the, they care. You know, they really do, and this is how they do it. Because, like I said, otherwise, it's ninety minutes every two weeks here. You know, and only forty-two thousand people can get in here, yeah. and we've got you know estimated you know five hundred million fans worldwide. It's a quite a small group that actually sees this product. You know, our product's ninety minutes every two weeks on a football pitch. That's the actual product. Yeah. But beyond that, you know, football's bonkers, isn't it? How crazy is it? Um, uh, you know, how much do people love football and want to consume it so much? Yeah. It's cool to have that other side. Exactly, yeah. And, like, it's so fascinating with, with stuff like this that I, like, essentially, startup businesses has nothing to do with football, really. So, like, you see a lot of brands nowadays. Like, if you look at, like, some Michelin even, like, people think of Michelin, they sell tires, but they also judge restaurants. And the reason why they've done it is that years ago, like 100 years ago, they created a restaurant journal so people get into their cars and drive and wear out the tires more. And, like, just a similar passive model, like, you know, and just saying, in a way, but it, it wasn't obviously your motivation. If you said you're a Liverpool fan, you didn't set up this foundation to, to, to make the world become Chelsea fans. But is there... Is there other clubs doing this? Uh, not the not the sort of startup incubator. There's a, there's a, some really good clubs that are doing the kind of helping adults get into employment, and that's a, I think that's actually quite a clear link because football clubs are so good at engaging businesses. Um, you know, and businesses want to be part of the football club and you know sponsor and you know have the you know digital advertising and have the box. You know, we're in a box now, and it's called place to you know entertain. So businesses you know want to be part of them, and they're the ones that have got all the skills, all the jobs. And so, you know, there's kind of this part that the football club have got that, like a job seeker, they can't access that sometimes. So a football club, they sit in the middle and build a really good program, really good at engaging people, so people that need help, let's say, you know, job seekers, build a good program, bring those uh, businesses and those sponsors closer to them. You know, it's it's a really nice way of doing it. It's really nicely wrapped and, you know, it's almost like a... You know, it's like a recruitment tool almost for a company to, to be part of that. Um, 
so yeah, some, a lot of the clubs are doing that. But the, the startup incubator, I feel, uh, you know, that's pretty fresh still. Yeah, and tell us, how is this funded? You know, you're not doing. For, you know, you have to support yourself. Obviously, you've got you've a team, which is how is it funded? Is yeah, it? well, we just take all the money that starts, mate. Actually. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, the, again, foundations—they're also survivors, um, non-for-profits. So, you, you, you know. I didn't get into um, you know sports foundations to write bids, but you know you you end up writing bids, and you know there's there's government funding and there's Premier League funding that support our incubator and our our Edge of the Box Club, um, and um, you know it, it was quite new, so that the the Premier League were great because um, you know it was almost like this innovation pot that you can you can bid for, and we said that we want to do this kind of startup incubator. The startup incubator is like the the thing that powers it in the background. It's small groups. 10, 15 job seekers at a time over a two-week period, real in-depth around their startups. And that's when Edge of the Box Club actually lost money. That's not a good thing. But at at the start, we took a punt because we knew that when people left the incubator, it was kind of like, well, off you go then. We we couldn't help them anymore. So we thought by having a once a month club, you can keep coming back to that as many times as you want, mix around other startups. Is so that the lo- edge of the box? Lost money at edge of the box club, yeah. Uh, so this is a, edge of the box is like a different concept or it's like a different offering within the foundation, is it? Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's completely you know unique. Um, but we, you know, you learn, like when you write bids for money, you kind of underestimate the, um, the softer side of um, that, that people's need obviously you're saying oh we're going to try and get this many people into work or this many companies started you know there's some core hard stats and data that you're going to try and achieve but when people like I said leaving that they needed a sense of belonging because yeah. startups really difficult and no one cares lots of no's you know customers you know how do you get them and all that kind of stuff so sense of belonging was the reason we started Edge of the Box Club because then at least you could keep coming back and be around the people that are going through that same journey and it was a it was a better way for us to do it and we can get the government program on board you know the new enterprise allowance it allowed everyone to kind of be in the same place once a month and the venue makes a massive difference it's and, a cool venue oh it's a super <laughs> venue we're looking at well, what stand are we in here what's the name of this, this, this stand uh, well we're in Box 31 um, Box we're looking um, uh, well, we're opposite the main stand um, yeah. tucked in the corner um, yeah we have a nice view here yeah, we, we have to get any bottle of wine back here it's a, it's a good it's <laughs> yeah a good there's view. probably some cementies knocking yeah, around no, but yeah it was, the, it was the other end where Liverpool scored yeah it was a cracker of a game yesterday but tell us about some of the ideas some of the people coming to these events and you're providing mentoring on a monthly basis and advice just tell us some of the ideas and what type of people are coming to these yeah, I think um, there might be a, a misconception of the people that maybe come. You know, when we first opened it up, a lot of the adult programs will attract, you know, young males that, um, you know, particularly if you're looking at startups, it's maybe the tech techie guys that's looking to start, you know, a Facebook or, a, you know, a social media, you know, organization or something like that. But, you know, over those over those four years of Edge of the Box Club, um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very diverse um, audience, um, you know, that represents London. Uh, you couldn't pin down a particular industry that you know would come along to this there's so many different ones the average age is 41 of someone that will come along to to edge of the box club um over 50 percent female Um, really yeah that's that's really interesting it is because it it is obviously you know it's it's chelsea foundation logo it's at the football stadium obviously it's very you know this is part of the football club and what we do so and it wasn't you know anything that's not female focus particularly you know you when you start a program and you really want to focus on female participation or whatever it was 
that that wasn't what we did, but it's naturally brought a bigger audience of females than than males. So yeah. that, again, who you know, I've never known that. Yeah, I'm so, I'm sort of this podcast. Would you believe until. A uh, press release a, f- a few weeks ago. This podcast had ninety two percent male listeners, and I'm really trying to sort out that imbalance. So I'm fascinated. You got f- you've nearly fifty percent female. Yeah, I uh, don't put my pitch on the podcast because that won't get you any more. Female <laughs> <podcasts>. <laughs> but can you tell us about some of the success stories that happened in the foundation? Yeah. Um, so yeah, again, it's uh, um, you know the, the reason for setting up the startup incubator and the edge of the box club I keep referring to it but it was so everyone has access to that skills and mindset um, because that's going to be really valuable for starting a business great but if not if you go work for someone else if you become employed you've got this really amazing toolkit you know this mindset and the skills that a company really wants so the idea was not to have loads of great you know a couple of success stories that went on got loads of investment went off and made loads of money because that's great you know they're probably going you know live in San Francisco and you know no one benefits apart from you know those lots so the idea was to have lots of people coming to this and achieving what they wanted to and a lot of people will just come start their own business or go and work for someone else with that great experience from us and that's success but there, obviously there has been some really cool, you know, different ideas. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you, I think you've had Paul on the on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know what episode it carriages. was. Um, yeah, he's in the room waving, yeah. um, <laughs> trying to plug his business again. Yeah, uh, yeah. But no, trying like, to get more free advertising. Great success yeah. story. <laughs> it, you know, if you want to listen to it in full, what, what episode was it? I, I can't remember. I think that was episode number six or seven. Right. Yeah, we done a joint on that one. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, Paul's was amazing you know lifelong Chelsea fan had you know has season ticket here you know come with an idea don't think he even wanted to maybe be there but you know an ex-girlfriend said you should go and try the idea out and because he was around other people I think that were like willing and we were very accepting you know as soon as you join our our program it's always like you are an entrepreneur you are a founder of your organization do you know what I mean you're not a job seeker you're not unemployed you can't you're a founder now and you're an entrepreneur it sounds brilliant and yeah. you know by just coming into the stadium already you get that kind of like someone believes in me a little bit here and I've got I'm just building a bit of confidence and that you know we really stick by that but um yeah there's been some really interesting ones that have come out of there I suppose there's been a few more services than products definitely um a little bit more around there's been a movement more towards sort of like well-being and health stuff in particular um is this free like yeah yeah it's free yeah yeah so i think most foundations will try to make sure that their programs remain free yeah um so we're going to find the funding you know we need to pay for things like you know the rooms facilities and you know the equipment the you know getting the word out there the recruitment the staff We'll find a way to do it, and that's the you know that's how we're not for, you know, it's not for profit, isn't it? That's it. Yeah. It's exactly what it should be. You know, you go and find people that need help, yeah, and you build a good program, you get the money, and, and give them a great experience. But yeah, it's free, yeah, which is really good. Yeah, and so tell us because I suppose you're not going to get just money after trees. How do you have like a revenue stream model coming up, or have one at the moment? How do you keep things? Besides funding, how how do you create that money stream? Yeah, so you know, I suppose we you know we're, we're preaching what we what we say to the startups really is kind of like you know just because you've got funding for you know two three years which is great you know as a non-for-profit you know, particularly with the the premier league it was great because if you're going to go for funding with those guys or the football league yeah. you know let's say you're a you know, league one or two club um you know the funding will be like a, a two-year or three-year part so that's great because then you can establish the program you can really get a grounding of what it's doing yeah. then you can bid for different you know kind of 
uh, models. You know, you might want to go for lottery funding, or you might want to think actually, should we apply for some funding from, you know, uh, the DWP, or you know, in this case, the Edge of the Box Club. We looked at the amount of people that come to the club, and you know, a, a vast majority of them are on you know new enterprise allowance or looking to be on new enterprise allowance, which is the government's program. Yeah, yeah. If you're a job seeker, you want to start a business, you go on to new enterprise allowance. So it made sense to say to these guys that we've got this really good product here. A lot of you guys are getting a great experience there every single month for Edge of the Box Club. Yeah. You, sh- you should support that. It makes perfect sense for you. Why don't you pay for, you know, and help support that club, you know, for, you know, an ongoing, you know, you know years. Because, you know, when do you ever get that many of your customers together at one time having such a great experience? So you kind of think of, as you grow it and realize what it's doing then you kind of start being a bit more strategic, I suppose, and say, okay, we should go and work with these companies and they should bring this in. But um, yeah, it's, um, I'm sure, you know, there'll be times where, you know, we're thinking, you know, bloody hell, you know, it's hard to get funding in for this particular bit. Yeah, exactly. And you, you have to adapt, but you're always trying to think ahead. Well, like, if you're giving so much free content and free materials away, like, there has to become a stage where you're going to have to start charging because, like, I know it's for the good of society, but you're doing it the right way, I think, like, two years down the line, you're coming up with them modelled in and people feel okay because they're after getting so much out of the, I suppose there's a term in marketing called jab, 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 right hook. Yeah. It's like, you keep giving away free stuff, you keep giving out content and in the long term, you'll eventually get it back, you know. There is a good return but, but, but on doing Chelsea, stuff for free. You know? this, is, this, is, this is Chelsea, so the yeah. long term, yeah. you know, is, well, give them a great experience and they're going to be part of Chelsea for, for life. You know, you're creating those lifelong fans, even if they're not fans of football, which sounds bizarre saying it, isn't it? Yeah. You know, that, that that's, that's really the return on investment. Um, there's plenty of incubators and business clubs that you can go and be a member and pay and, and do that. But we know our um, we know our community of startups really well, and we know exactly who wants that club. So we that's our niche. We go after them. They're really early stage. They need support. They can't pay for it. Those are our guys. Yeah, of course. You know, in the future, there might you know we might run an accelerate or something, or you know we might do something that you know is part of a different venture where we do you know really the guys that we've accelerated, for example, we invest in their businesses. You know, I'd never rule anything out. Yeah, exactly. And like as a the access to the network you had, you could have like there's stuff like events as well, like guest speakers might be one of the players or past players, and you know a lot of foundations and a lot of societies that have that old footballers and present footballers going a bit of a business talk you know because a lot of them do go into some sort of a business are like speaking of that like do the players know about this yet or do, do some of the players know about the foundation and the, the good work you're doing yeah the, the players obviously aware of the foundation and you know it's, it's always great to have player appearances there you know it doesn't have to be first team you know incredible uh, women's team um, and you know the, those those guys you know you know utilised brilliantly for you know things that are maybe driving that kind of sort of sisterhood program that we're doing for our schools programs um, you know the ex-professionals you know that that does give them a revenue stream you know because maybe we will make sure that these guys are you know paid a fee to appear at some of these things but for other guest speakers, you know, like Google or Microsoft, we, we will never, you know, every, everything that we do, as I said, you know, you, you have to really make sure you want to be there and you really have to help the startup. So we're not going to pay you, you know, you just really want to be there and help. But yeah, the, the X-Pros, that's an interesting one. We, we, you know, we, we, we're looking at maybe potentially doing kind of a startup incubator for, for, for X-Pros. Yeah. Um, and I think that would be really valuable. They've got a lot of stuff that um, startups would love. You know, they've got a brand already. They've got a network. People know who they are. They're usually quite outgoing. You know, footballers tend to be kind of, you know, which means they're good at sales. Um, so they've got a lot of stuff that startups want, but it's maybe wrapping it for them and saying, okay, well, 
if you've ever got a business idea or you're going to go and maybe work with someone you probably need to know some of those early sort of sort of basics of you know business and you know some of the newer stuff for social media and such so we're looking to do one of that which would be really cool yeah exactly and all football I know they're paying hundreds of thousand pounds a week but then when they give up when they retire they have to go do something else I know that most most people don't want to just sit in the money they want to do something every day that, and, and all of them can't be on Sky Sports you know that they can't all be media moguls yeah so no, it's a very interesting concept and yeah like it, it's good that players do know about it and say the women's team know about it as well is great so tell us like, what are your motivations why did you set it up what, what's your background tell us all about your background your motivations are you going to do this with other clubs or what's the plan yeah um, so um, I, I was at Brighton Football Club um, I've been in the community before before this um, and we kind of started to go down that um, adult um, employment and sort of startup route. Um, and it was really clear that, that you know, it was really um, something that was needed um, and people were getting a really great experience and going on and, you know, finding work, etc. So, you know, the opportunity to come to work for Chelsea, you know, it was like crazy because, you know, they are top, you know, top, top brands, you know, really one of the best known, you know, football clubs in, in the world. And it was like, well, I want to test myself, definitely. And that was a big driving factor I want to test myself at another level yeah. and see whether you know I could build these programs here um, and then obviously there's uh, lots of different s- steps that you have to go through but then as soon as we got here and we, we built it I was uh, you know even now I'm shocked at how amazing and strong that brand is to go out and you know start collaborating with people um, you know like I mentioned like you know Microsoft and you know Google and stuff like that it's you know they really do want to play a part in what you do here whereas you know maybe I suppose if I was at a sport I keep saying smaller club but a club maybe that hasn't got that brand you know kind of association that we've got you know it might be difficult to bring in some of those bigger players but that was something that I really noticed but I just I just wanted to really test myself and because I'm a massive sports fan I, I love pre- pretty much every sport and football's football's my passion and I you know I always wanted to be a, a pro footballer didn't, didn't quite make it and um, you know knowing that I could still work in an in a football club because so I went into finance after that. Yeah, yeah. After you know, not you know, not you were not city making kid. pro. Were you a city, like, city kid? Were you? What's that? Were you hanging around the city of London? Uh, no, I'm, I'm from Brighton. Oh, you're Brighton. Yeah, I've, I've lived in Brighton all my life. Yeah. Um, so uh, you know, sort of convinced mum and dad to give me some and time Liverpool. out. And why Liverpool? Uh, well. I should be a Brighton fan, like a hundred percent. But I got taken to my first game. It was at the Goldstone Ground, which is not there anymore. It's been knocked down. The owners sold it. It's a Toys R Us and a Burger King. Um, so uh, yeah, I went to the old Goldstone Ground. Dad was like, first game. I was about six years old. Here he is. This is Brighton Football Club. This is the Goldstone. This is you. And Dad's Brighton fan. Every both sides of the family are Brighton, and uh, they're playing Liverpool in the cup. And um, you know, I was like, Dad, you know, Dad, who are these guys in red? You know, Dad, uh, no, 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 no. You know, this you're here. This is the Brighton thing where you'd be a lifelong fan and stuff. And my dad really looked at Ian, like Ian Rush at the time, and like Ian Rush was playing. I'm going, Dad, look, you up front, and I was getting all confused. And then that was it. I, I'm, you know, and at the time, Liverpool were probably one of the only teams on telly. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I really like these guys. And that was it. And if Liverpool, you know, lose at the weekend, my weekend's ruined. And if Brighton lose at the weekend, it's like, okay, you know, that's that's okay. And so, you know, your team chooses you sometimes. Exactly. Yeah. You must be after developing a softer spot for the Blues. Though. Of course, though. <laughs> yeah. I think when you, um, when you love sport and you see the stuff on the pitch and beyond the pitch, yeah, yeah. you totally get, you know, it's, it's amazing. I can't think of any other product in the world where, like, Chelsea could give the worst performance ever, right? And it all people can't wait to come back. 
You know, imagine going into you know a burger place and you get a terrible burger. It's cold, bad experience. You're never going back. You're never going to go and speak about that throughout the week. Going, oh yeah, I can't wait to go back to that burger place. You know, and then you end up uh, here singing about it and talking about it to your friends all week, even though sometimes it's terrible. It's it's bizarre. I've never seen anything like it, and I think that's why I've always wanted. Well, got back into sport, and I've always kind of want to stay in sport now because. It is so unique. It is so unique. Yeah, it's a very interesting industry now at the moment, and like they're, like I just said, there it's amazing. It's like an inelastic product or an inelastic market that you said they could play a terrible football, but they're still packing out the, the stadium every single week. Um, it's just a fascinating business model, really. Like, but tell us, are are you going to do this? Just say for. Can you do this with other clubs? Yeah, of course. I love, you know, I'd love. Do you want to do it with other clubs? I'd love all twenty Premier League clubs to have you know their own version of Extra Box Club. That would that would be amazing. And sometimes that that's what's happened with other programs. You know, for other um, other football clubs, they've built a really good program, and it's like, well, why don't you know why don't everyone have access to this? Um, which makes makes total sense. So I'd love you know all twenty Premier League clubs to have their own version of Extra Box Club. I think it would be an amazing way to kind of have a live feed of what's happening with startups around the country you know literally like oh well in you know Newcastle there is these certain startups and these are the problems that they're experiencing these are the successes they're having how does that compare to you know the Midlands you know Villa or something like that and then how does it compare to the London teams and you could almost have this live feed of sharing and trending and you know you could even just pop in a question as a you know Chelsea edge of the box you know you pop in a question guys I've got a problem and you could start sharing and people could present, well, this is what did work. This is what did work. Exactly. And it could be this, you know, live piece. And these guys could even have their own, almost like, you know, sharing part of it, like Groupon almost. You know, you could start trading off stuff with yeah. each other and save money. And Of course, yeah. And just, right, I would just say to startup and I wanted to join a startup program. And I go to you, Carol, and just say, I need more help. Uh, I'm not a native Londoner. I don't have a huge network. Um, Chelsea fan and football fan what's the first thing you'll do I join the programme what's, what's the process uh, well we'll probably say you're probably going to fail yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> but you know when, when startups come to us um, you know it's, got, it's quite we're quite refreshing with them so you know you're probably you've, you've gone into a job centre in London um, and you've said look I'm looking to start my own business you know, so that's a really good place for us to, to work because that's our niche those really early that you've literally just got an idea we're really good we work with those guys so in all the London job centres now if you go into one of those and say look I'm looking to start a business you actually get referred to Edge of the Box Club you get referred to Chelsea Football Club so that's come a long way and then you know of course so many times you have to answer why the hell are Chelsea doing it and it's like well and you go through the whole thing and it's like wow that's, that's really interesting because we don't have to do this you know, then we can just play football it's fine so we are doing it because we really believe in it and we want to do it so when people come along on that first kind of step with us you know we do kind of say well you probably will fail but you are going to get some great experience some really good key life. skills yeah. some great you know a mindset that might you might go work for someone else still but that's yeah. great and it is good because we say yeah you know starting a business you're definitely going to fail it's part of doing it so get over it it's great it just gives you other ways to do it feel fast yeah and yeah. you know not everyone wants your product yeah yeah don't worry about that either that's great you know yeah. just go and find a small group that you built it for look after them don't worry about everyone else anyone that's saying no to your product that's fine you do they can do their thing they're going to find their own products and services that they need so it's kind of like being straightforward with them but also being quite you know sort of refreshing and saying it's, it's just part of the journey yeah exactly it must be a brilliant job for you 
with regards to networking the people you meet just in years to come if you want to start up something else the amount of networking amount of contacts you make it's just phenomenal isn't it look that that badge that's really powerful way to, for us to get in there but of course you know we want to build a really nice you know and, and a great relationship and keep strengthening that relationship as you'll get you know you know financial services organization come along and they support the edge of the box club or they help with the incubator and the, the staff will leave and go that's the best I've had ever like in the office I've worked there like 20 years and they're like that was amazing and it's like yeah and because I get that job satisfaction sort of daily that's so good that, that's what really sort of drives you on but then when you see other people sharing that yeah. and want to be a part of it you're like wow this is this is amazing what a nice thing that we built so would you call yourself a social entrepreneur uh don't matter as long as people are getting a great experience and people are going on and helping of course what you want really I suppose um, but yeah you know of course it, you know, it's got that social impact to it um, you know, we're, we know we are not you know we're not making money from it um, you know I'm sure we could monetize it if we wanted to and find a way to doing it but the why is not how much money we're going to make the why is how many people can we help and, if, and, and then if other people and companies share a why then you know it's easy isn't it yeah exactly <laughs> that's exactly so what's the what's the future what's the next couple of months looking like is Rhett and Big happening or what's what you have an event next month do you yeah, yeah. We, got, we got the four year anniversary nicely teed up uh, we got a four year anniversary on 8th of um, October uh, so that's going to be a big one you know four years gone so quick um, so we have um, uh, we're inviting some of our old startup um, alumni that are coming back and being part of a panel yeah. that's always nice to have those guys back we have the usual stuff we have the marketplace where people are testing and trading we've got Google um, Garage coming along they've been a really good support for us and they're doing sort of two guest speaker slots where people can learn and there's some mentoring and networking happening um, we have our CEO that's going to sort of open and, and talk about you know what how this you know has, has evolved um, alongside the club um, and um, you know I'd like to have a schedule for the next six months but you know I book one of the lounges you know which we you know we regularly use a particular lounge and then sometimes you know football gets in the way and there's a game so we have to react to what's happening with the stadium and, and those kind of things so yeah the, the four year anniversary 8th of October the next one is actually the 8th of November um, and then each Christmas that we've had um, Edge of the Box Club, we kind of have a bit of a sort of a Christmas special and uh, we'll do some, you know, nice stuff. We'll have I probably presume a, I'll be getting an invoice. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, of course, no problem. Yeah. Yeah. See how the podcast goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, we'll have some nice stuff at Christmas. we have like a school that will come in and they'll do some like Christmas carols as you walk in, get you into the spirit of it. we do some guest speaker slots that are a bit more like get you ready for Christmas, yeah. that kind of stuff. So that's always a nice one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we're a bit reactive to the dates, but that's the nature of the beast. This stadium and you know how far Chelsea get in cups and sky changes and all that kind of stuff. It's funny that you know the middle of in the middle of our office there's a football pitch. Exactly, yeah, exactly. And, and there's probably hundreds of meetings going here every week. Though. Like there's yeah, it's, it's, there's conferences and stuff like that. It's proper. Yeah, is are, is there, there's plans to build a new stadium? Is there? Yeah, so it's, it's on pause at the moment, and um, you know the, the designs look amazing. Um, so it's just a few things, you know. I'm sure everyone's sitting off of Brexit and all those kind of things. But yeah, the new stadium, we, we, you know, it's on pause. It looks amazing, um, and again, it, it represents an opportunity to to do more stuff with the local businesses as exactly. you know, while that sort of transition's happening. Exactly. Yeah, that the foundation could really reap rewards off the new stadium, just the, the advertising itself, and, and obviously the more space. Yeah, you know, it's, when I was at Brighton, you know, we we didn't have a ground you know it sold and um, the the football team at one point were playing their home games at Gillingham 
yeah. year, you know, hour and a half journey back and forth, and then they come back and they played at a sort of a local running track with the stadium. You know, it's incredible how they survived. But you know, the, you know, I think you know one of the big reasons that they survived. I'm sure other people will sort of go along that is because the foundation was so strong and it stayed brilliantly engaging that local community yeah. while football wasn't even being played. Yeah. You know, that was a really important part. So you know, when we go through, you know, hopefully go through that transition of you know that new stadium, you know, the foundation maybe steps up even more and becomes that you know that 24/7 interaction with local fans and people that says you know we're still here, we we still want to help. Exactly, and you know what I really like as this conversation has gone, what I'm really noticing, like people will say that football has lost its local feel. Many people are going to say, and you're solving that problem essentially. Do you know with all the big huge wages and people question players' commitment to clubs and stuff like that, and and fans question clubs in general. Something like this is bringing that local feeling back to. Back to football. Yeah, that, that's that's really important. Obviously, there's so much money in football. You know, it's just on this crazy projection of you know where a, a lot of the funding funding comes in through Premier League's the most watched football league in the world. And the TV and the commercial rights are incredible, and obviously sponsorship kind of comes with that because your ability to reach out and sponsors obviously can you know um, find um, their customers through that. So. Yeah, it is important that you know you do remain still t- as part of the community. Cause that's what every football you ain't got fans, you, you ain't got a football team. Exactly. And you know you, that's how football club started, isn't it? You know, local people and local people supporting, and you know, and then you know you evolve it and you you make sure that they, you look after them and you support them and obviously give them a great entertaining experience, yeah. you know, which is the football. Exactly. Exactly. Like I think um, I think we have the makings of another podcast in a couple of years' time. I think <laughs> I think you're on a journey, Carol, as well as the rest of your startups. Like Paul sitting over he's on a journey sitting in the corner there. Yeah. Trying to get extra advertising again. <laughs> so uh, play a little jingle in a minute, isn't it? Yeah, so, you're on a journey yourself, Carol, so I think we leave it there for today, but I definitely think there's a podcast in the future. Oh, so. that'd be great. Yeah, let's see how everything progresses and where our journeys end up. And yeah, I'd love to come back. That'd be great. Exactly. So that's us finished at Stamford Bridge. Hope you enjoyed the podcast and we talk to you all soon. Take care. Bye now. Bye. Thank you for listening to the North Avenue Show.